Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your host, Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. Welcome, everybody. Mr. Petroselli, how are you? Good. Hi, hi everyone. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Yeah, good to be here. You with look you. good. You look very nice. Yeah, compared to who? I know. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zappala, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petroselli. We have a very good show today. Two guys right out of the gate, two good friends. Headlines. No, I'm going to introduce. What did you just say to me? What did you say to me? Subliminal. <laughs> you said make sure you introduce them before you read I the headline. Say that. That's exactly what you said. All right. Anyways, uh, you're right. Our good friend uh, Joe Tomasulo is going to be with us for the whole show, and another good friend, Paul Borges from PB Collectibles. Welcome, boys. How come I can't hear them? <laughs> <laughs> you two are incredible. So the well, conversation we, was, we're going to do the headline, then introduce the guys relapsed. and bring them on. Oh, so the I reason you that? couldn't hear them is because you haven't done the headline, so I didn't let them in yet. Good. Oh, All right. So see? now they're here. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. How are you? Hey. Uh, good morning. <laughs> he screwed All right, up. I screwed up. He screwed up already. All right. Anyways, we have a great show. And by the way, <laughs> later on uh, in the show, uh, good other good friend, Brian Dren from Mile High Card Company is going to be joining us. He's got a great... Uh, uh, auction starting, and he's bringing his little Honus Wagner card with him. But first, mm-hmm. our headlines. And this headline, you know, what's that guy's name? Nostradamus? Yeah, yeah. Do you know who he is? Yeah, he went to Notre Dame for no, a couple no. years. Nostradamus was the guy who used to make predictions. Oh, oh, predictions, huh? Here's my Nostradamus. All right, Nostradamus. Wanda Franco allegations impacting the card market. There have been scandals in sports that have had ripple effects on the hobby. But this one seems different. In a matter of a week, a Twitter post, a mid-game disappearance from the Tampa Bay Rays dugout, and the announcement of an investigation by Major League Baseball have mothballed most activity for baseball cards of a player who was the most widely invested rookie ever to enter the game. Mm. Nothing has ever hit the sports card industry quite like the predicament that Wanda Franco finds himself in. The few graded rookie cards that have been listed on eBay last week were selling for prices below the cost of grading. Never has the hobby seen a mass exodus from a red-hot star who has been in the news and portrayed a negative light quite like this. Now, we're not going to get into the specifics. If you want it, you want the specifics, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. But as far as I'm concerned, my and you guys can chime well, in here, say, Wanda yeah, Franco's yeah. career as a Major League Baseball player is done. What do you guys I think? I want to go, Tom, I want to go beyond that. How many times have you, Rico, myself, discussed modern versus vintage and the danger of modern, you're a headline away from your card being flushed down the toilet? Absolutely. Right? Paul, what true. do you think? And perfect oh, it's, example. It's absolutely so, so true. Um, I have a guy that works for me on the weekends, and <clears throat> He brought in a case full of Wanda Franco, expensive cards, vested heavily, and they're all right in the toilet. It's just, it's so true. It's amazing. You know something? That's one example, anyway. Of what? One, it's one no, guy. No, it isn't. Oh, you got to have the moderns for the new, the new, uh, new kids. Like, and I don't yep. mean the, the moderns. Uh, Somebody, you know, who's really one of the top players. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? I, no one disagrees with you. Yeah. But don't pay $2,000 right. for a card yeah. of a rookie. And that's what well, happened who, with him. Who makes the price? The, the, the market. It's what the market will bear. When he came out, people were paying $2,500 for a Wanda Franco PSA 10 graded card. Okay. PSA 10. Yeah, the kid had been out. He hadn't even been. In, he had. I don't think he had even had an at bat yet. Right. That's wrong. right. Right. That oh, is not, okay. that's wrong. Uh, yeah, but I mean, so he goes. He goes at one of the auctions, right? His card, let's say, and so they bid on it. So it's 
and it goes way up. Right. So all of a sudden, because that's going to be the, at least the price, let's say, in another auction or be, whatever. Be, because of the hype. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, because of the hype. Okay. Exactly. All right. So anyway. Cruz, red hot. Red hot, too. The kid from the Reds. People are investing a lot of money. Investing yeah, a lot of that's money another good example, Paul. You know? That's All right, listen, chance. Paul, uh, we want to chat with you first. You just got back from the East Coast National. Tell us about it. It was great. I didn't get the uh, top billing like uh, Joe. I was in the side room. <laughs> off the side room. At least the AC was working over there. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was fantastic. It was a great three days out in New York. Uh, we had a uh, – it was very, very busy, so very pleased. All lines around the building. Like yeah. the old Gloria Rothstein shows. Wow. Yes, yes, I remember those Gloria very Rose well. Rothstein. Yeah. Those hey, Joe, great. can you sit back a little was- bit? Joe, can you sit back a little bit so we can see your whole? There you go. Yeah. There you there go. go. Beautiful. No, or, no okay. the other way. The other the way. The other way. The other way. If you go close. There you go. And, no, yeah, do okay. that more. Forget it. Joe, anyway, forget it. You, yeah. he, he looks like, uh, no, that's okay. He, no, he looks good. He look good. All right. Yeah, that's good. Well, so you just uh, returned from the doing the East Coast National. That's uh, both of us. Yes. Yeah, both, both. of you. And you're so over hundred. So do you do you even see any modern cards over there at all? Would you even? Oh see yeah. Them? Do you? I mean, there was a thread on a baseball card forum saying it was probably forty percent vintage versus sixty percent modern. Is that what they say? Yeah. I mean, 40, 60 to 50, 50. What about kids? Were there a lot of kids there? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, a lot of young kids. Yep. What about the T201s that uh, I heard? You bought some of those? Yes. I, I oh, was yeah, fortunate enough. I have a customer who came in. They found him in an attic, one of those attic finds. Uh, they inherited a house in Pennsylvania. And uh, a little tin was found, and in that tin was a bunch of T206 and T201s, wow. and in very nice, very nice shape. So they're out at PSA right now. We're waiting for them to come back. You know, Paul, when we talk about uh, your, your business all the time, the, the, the ultimate uh, neighborhood card shop, you know, and that's why we actually established a relationship with you, because you're representative of what, uh, what's happened in this country uh, uh, on a good on a good note, it's a, it's a good thing. You're in Newport, Rhode Island. You don't have uh, a huge huge shop, but you have a great clientele, and it's like going back to our youth, where the neighborhood card shop is really flourishing again. Um, are you still seeing some some pretty good business? <clears throat> Definitely. This, like I said, the summertime is our time uh, with all the tourists and so forth. I, I think I mentioned to you. Uh, that we had somebody in here from Romania yesterday. We had somebody uh, last week from uh, the Netherlands. Uh, we've had people from California here. Yesterday, just yesterday, we sold uh, four from a, uh, f- two families from Philadelphia, four Richie Ashburn autograph balls, Schmidt mm. and uh, Pete Rose, big Philly fanatics, if you will. Sure. Yeah. 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 So we get them from all over. It's it's a great tourist destination, and that works well for us. Paul, do you do besides mm-hmm. baseballs and cars? Do you do any other memorabilia? You don't do like uh, game used bats or tickets, and jerseys. Stuff. I, I have tickets. Some, not game used. I have some. Uh, I've got about fifty signed bats. I bring in about twelve at a time because I don't have a lot of room. Sure, sure. But your bread and butter are cards. Yeah, my bread and butter is definitely the cards, and uh, I've got about. 300 baseballs in here right now at a time. About all I can fit. You know, I have Jeez. no luck with baseballs. Really? Huh? I, I, I buy the wrong <laughs> damn thing. Well, Joe knows what I'm talking about. I, I bought a, I bought a, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to, I'm going to hang my dirty laundry out. No, no. People... I bought a baseball, oh, Paul. God. Now, Joe knows. I bought a baseball that was signed by Jimmy Fox, Rogers Hornsby, George Sisla, oh, Bill McKechnie, uh, who else, Joe? T- two or three other Hall of Famers from that. Oh, Carl Hubble, right? Carl Hubble. What is that ball worth, Joe? His all, all authenticated, everything beautiful, nice signatures. What's that ball? You worth? would think it would be an eight to ten thousand ball, 
but it's probably a three, four thousand ball. You know what that's ball. Here, here's the issue. With balls, you want either single sign right. or a theme. That ball has no theme. Well, they're it's all awesome. I mean, they're all Hall of Famers. Of, again, you know, great Hall of Famers, but no theme. And when there's no theme, uh, it doesn't capture a lot of interest. Paul, what what Paul, if Babe Ruth was on it? Oh, that's a whole different ball game. Well, that changes that the playing changes Thank you. That changes everything. Paul, what are, you thought, what are your thoughts? Because I'm going to tell you what I paid for it when it's sold for. All right. Paul, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's a, be- it's a beautiful ball. I-, I have to say it's a little out of my league. I thought so. In, in that sense, um, I have a Babe Ruth signed b- baseball on my PC. Uh, it's pretty toned, but the signature is big, beautiful. Mm. Uh, I bought it a number of years ago, so I just put it in my PC, but it's toned. Uh, but I don't have anything like uh, I, I have a Carl Hubble ball, uh, but it's single signed. Well, I don't have anything. Like I that. paid three thousand dollars for that ball. I put it into an auction, a very good auction house. The ball sold for sixteen hundred bucks. Taking sixteen hundred. My wife almost hit me with a baseball bat. Well, you didn't. You weren't real. You didn't. No, you I didn't. Know. Know. You, you were 16, good intentions. Sixteen hundred bucks. And I called Thomas Lewis as Joe. What the hell did I do wrong? He says nothing. That's vintage, isn't it? Vintage, yeah. Well, <laughs> so someone someone got a good deal. Was that an? Uh, was it? Uh, I think it was an REA auction. But whoever bought that ball, congratulations, because you know, you've got a great buy. That's going to happen. Just like the, the moderns, you know, that's, that's going to happen once in a while. I know, totally. you know. But anyway, we all take hits. Oh, I know that, yeah, Joe. I, I, know. Listen, I've if I look at the whole picture, I'm ahead of the game. So handsomely. We don't want to discourage your no, our absolutely listeners not. and viewers, you know, that are collectors because, uh, you know, if you have uh, a good idea, plus the fact that where, where can they, these people learn more about these cards? You have brochures, I mean, uh, catalogs and things like that read or about on, it? on yeah. your websites. Do you, you talk a little bit about, or you write about, uh, say, the history of the ball, whatever information there is? Uh, Absolutely. Do, that's what you do. I do, mean, that's how you, that's how you learn. Did, did I ask him the question? Well, there was no question in there. I, I, I didn't know if it was a question. That's Thank a you. question. Yeah. I said, do you guys, you know. <clears throat> the hell's we question? <laughs> I mean, there's so much stuff out on the internet. You can Google so much of this well, stuff. Well, that's true. Yeah. There's hobby periodicals. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. yeah, yeah. The information's out there. Yeah. You're right. You're Joe, right. You, you're you right. write all yours, right? For your, for memory lane, you write everything. Do you do it yourself? The write-ups? Yes. You do it? I I do like more of the high-end write-ups, Paul. Yep. Okay. Not more of the smaller write-ups. A lot of the one-page, two-page Half two thirds of a page. Joe, writer. you're an excellent writer. I, that, I hate that's pretty much my. I niche. hate paying him compliments, Paul, but he is a very listen. I've written a few I've books. You say it. I've yes. written a few books. My wife has got forty years in the publishing business now, retired, but we both have talked about Joe's writing is very. Uh, it's it's colorful. It's entertaining. It's eye catching. It's yeah. flowery. Mallory writes like that too. Yeah, no, Mallory yeah, writes like I, that. I think too. it's important. It's really, really important. It's very eye catching, which yeah. is good. It's and Tom, you left out one word. What's that? Factual. Oh, that's true. No, well, that's the question you I got had. Point. You, that's, yeah. you know, that's you have to you have to fluff up something you're trying to sell. My friend Chuck always tells me, "Sell the scissors." Well, that's a good point but, that Rico made. But you because, have to put in population. Yeah. Prior and you're also giving a history of the player. You're you're talking about the player also, Joe. You do that a lot. That's like good. if you if you if you have a uh, a Honus Wagner M116 in your auction, you talk about. He's <laughs> 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 sneaky, isn't he? You talk about the player. Oh my! <laughs> All right, Paul. We got to let you go. What is your website address? bbcollectibles.com And listen, uh, Paul, we gotta we gotta make arrangements to get down to Newport. We have to finalize Absolutely. that, well, especially while the weather's good. Yeah, right. definitely. Well, let's do it here. before. Yeah, Rico's. Gonna, before we we want to get Rico down good. here. Actually, to, uh, to do a signing soon is good because September. I got a, a couple of uh, 
which every year I do, you know, uh, doctor appointments, I get checkups and all that. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. You know, doctor, I mean, doctors. Nice. Yeah, I mean, it would be yeah. good, all right. uh, you know, to a couple of books, do a book signing, yeah. sign, oh, yeah. sign in the yeah. shop. Good, Newport's. Baby. All right, Paul, we'll talk to you later. Take care, Paul. Okay, thank you. Be good. Okay, see, see you, Joe. Bye-bye. All right, Mr. Thomas Sulo, let's go. We got, a, we got about five minutes before the break, and then we got you for the rest of the show. Let's talk about your summer rarities auction, man. You got some some of the root stuff in there is like off the charts. Yeah, this Tom, this is a tough one. I don't even know where to start. So um, why don't we just start with lot number one? Mm-hmm. Standard biscuit root, second-year card. Um, obviously, 1916 M101 is Roots Rookie. So this mm. particular card is a very rare back. There's only three or four known. But the grade is a six. And the two other known ones, the grade is a two. I mean, that's some significant disparity. Hmm. Um, I mean, this card can go 400,000. It could go five, seven. You know, it's one of those once-in-a-lifetime opportunities for a collector to get a Holy Grail root. Why, why um, uh, you know, I was just thinking, what if there's a little damage on those type cards? You know what I mean? They're real exclusive. So there's a little damage in it. Why would? Why does it have to lose some value for that? If I, you know, if, if I see a Babe Ruth rookie and there's a little, I don't know, something, some uh, mustard or something that he used to put on a Frankfurter's, uh, what do I care? I mean, this is a fabulous card. Right, Rico, you're right. So there's two, you got to balance two things. Uh-huh. The technical assessment, the grade, whether it's PSA or SGC or Beckett, and the IAP. So, okay, to your point, Rico, from my collection, I buy cards in the pretty much two to five graded range mm. with eye appeal above and beyond the grade. Okay, yeah. So if the card presents well, I'm fine with that, regardless of the numerical assessment. Mm-hmm. However, I will never buy a card that doesn't have good eye appeal. Yeah, okay. One of the things well, I learned years ago, don't buy something with an asterisk. So basically- then when you go to sell it, you're going to have to explain that. Aspect. All right. So, Joe, basically you're saying there's nothing wrong with buying a PSA 1 or 1.5 if the eye appeal is there for that grade. Correct. As long as the price is right. Absolutely, Tom. Okay. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we've got plenty of time. Joe, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. And then I, you and I have had a conversation about some of the ball players versus some of the other ball players. We're going to get Rico involved with this conversation because you and I disagree in a few. Joe Tomasulo is in the house. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information. This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia 
for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. He answered the tough questions. On deck with Richard Patricelli. All right. It is time for our segment On Deck with Rico, brought to us by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. This Pet- week's question, qu- question, Mr. Petroselli, yes. was submitted by a gentleman whose name is Mark... Battle. Mark Battle. I Mark. That's a good question. Mac. Who was the best umpire Empire dur- umpire, umpire yeah, I know. during I, your I'm career? Just, I'm teasing. Who I was should. the best umpire during your career and the worst umpire during your well, career? Well, I'll tell you, the best umpire and most of the guys played in my era uh, in American League was Nestor Shylock. Oh, I remember him. Yeah, Nestor was excellent. Good ball ball and strike. He, and if you argue with him, he <laughs> it, it had to be real, real, real bad for him to throw you out. He was he was very good. And he very was around well. for years. Yeah, a long time. Joe, yeah. do you remember him? Nestor Shylock? I sure do. Yeah, Nestor was very good. In all honesty, the worst uh, I I I just can't say there's any the worst umpire. They were all they were some were better, some were good, but not there weren't any bad I mean, umpires. But some of them were more inconsistent. Yeah, a little bit, you know. But they wore that that big uh, the balloon, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, in those days, uh, early, uh, early, my early he, years. He's actually Rico in my top three. Yeah, I loved Harry Wendelstadt and Tom Gold. Okay, Wendelstadt. Yeah, they were yeah. great. Great umpire. One of the guys in recent years, very a uh, couple of years ago, was fired. Angel Hernandez, I think it was Hernandez or Fernandez. He was everybody. No one liked him. He really got, kicked guys out, and he made some bad calls. Was terrible. And it's too bad because I, when I was managing in the minors, I <clears throat> he was there, and uh, he had a short fuse. Uh, but did a p- decent job, but I don't know what happened when he got to the big leagues. It was too bad. Rico, what about this guy, Joe West? Yeah, Joe West is good, pretty good, yeah. He's kind of a showman, though, huh? Well, that's what. so what? You know, nowadays, in my day, that would have been, well, what's his name? Who was the guy that used to shoot yeah. you at first base? Yeah. What the hell was oh, his name? Geez. You remember? Italian Joe? guy, too. Italian guy. At, when, he, when he was coaching, <sighs> when he was uh, uh, umping first base and you were out, he'd shoot you. The hell was his name? Do you remember? We'll have yeah, to think no, of that. I don't remember. But uh, was it Ron? I don't remember, Tom. Ron something? My, but uh, Italian guy. Yeah. But, you know, he he had a real depression problem. He right. Committed suicide. He did. Yeah. Yeah. He committed suicide. And uh, yes, he was a he was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was good. I really I liked him. All right, let's get back to our good friend, Mister. Joe Thomasula from Memory Lane. Joe, some of the other, before we get into some specifics, let's talk about the auction a little more. What else you got? 
Well, aside from the 75-80 root cards, which I'm not going to go through, I went through the biscuit. We have a very rare Piedmont Eddie Plank. It's one of five known Piedmonts. And I don't know if you and Rico are familiar with the Piedmont story. Well, hold on. It's, on a, T- it's a T206 Eddie Plank. T206 Eddie Plank okay. with the Piedmont back. So like the Wagner card, the McCall Gretzky, uh, the famous PSA yep. 8 Wagner that I believe Kendrick owns now. yep. The owner of the Diamondbacks. It has a Piedmont back. Piedmont Wagner's planks that are known were cut off a scrapper sheet. They never made it into packs. I did oh. not know that. And I wrote yes. the damn book. So there's only <clears throat> five known Piedmont planks, and this one is missing ink. It's got an ink pass on the front, so it's got a white background instead of blue. Interesting. You know, so Eddie it's, Plank. It's really an amazing Gettysburg Eddie. Yeah, he, yeah he, he threw like 400 innings. Oh, God, he was unbelievable. Incredible. They used to call him the human rain delay. He was so slow. slow. Yeah, he, that's right. There, oh. were, there were stories, that, honest but to God, uh, that outfielders, was... when he was pitching, sometimes they sit on the grass. <laughs> Take a nap. Well, Rico, Connie Mack used to say, I think uh, Gettysburg Eddie thinks he's getting paid by the hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was a hell of a pitcher, though, Joe. Oh, geez, yeah. 300 game winner. Yep. What else you got? Great picture. Um, we got we got a Boston Garter Twist Speaker, one of only two known. Very nice. Wow. Uh, PSA stuff. three gray too. Usually those rare Boston Garters are beat up when you yeah. find them. Yeah. Because they're oversized. Huh. We have an '86 Flair set break with a Jordan ten, all tens actually. Uh, Fifty-one Bowman set break. A lot of 53 high-grade tops, our usual 52 high-grade tops to choose from. My God, there's just so many great stuff. We have, it's such a hot car, an M116 <laughs> Wagner. It's a PSA 3. Beautiful car. That is with such a, a gorgeous card. <laughs> it is. Is that the with one with the, the blue background? Right. Oh, what makes this one special. Magnificent A lot card. of times. Yeah. Tom, the blue is washed out. It almost looks like it was left out in the sun. <laughs> this blue-green background is so robust. Yeah. Oh, my God. The it's guy, like one of the I, best colored uh, What do they call it? No, they the, call guy, it? the guy that owns it must be... Well, uh, what do they call what it? Is he, uh, what's, the, what's, the legal, what's the legal term for uh, purposes of whatever? For purposes of disclosure. For purposes of disclosure, we're kind of goofing, you know, teasing, because yeah. that is my card that I submitted to uh, <laughs> Mr. Yeah, uh, to Memory good. Lane. Yeah. It's a great card. I bought that card quite a while ago. That card never saw the light of day. That's the truth. As long as I own that Tom, card. Tom, a little nepotism never heard of. It was in my safe. <laughs> it was, it's been in my safe, in the dark. I've never... What once do, or twice, I took that card out to show friends. Why do you want to... Uh, Sell it now. Because there's some other things I want to buy. Ah, uh, okay. There's yeah, some other things I want to buy. And we go with, in all honesty, I even told Tom, now, right now, right. the portrait Wagner card is the hottest card in the hop. Wow. Even more than Ruth and Cobb, it, it is head and heels Jeez. above the rest. A tip-top Wagner in a three. Sold for 150. That's crazy. 000. Well, you wow. know, the other card you know I have is the E90-2, and my wife will not allow me to put that one on the market. And I love the card. Well, I'm going to have to talk to Ellen for the next auction about that. No, we're going we're gonna to hold <laughs> on to that. All right, Joe, let's move on. About wh- One other question about the auction. You know, you're talking about all this high-end stuff that you have. Yes. Rico and I, you know, we're, we're, we're very conservative. We're budget budget buyers. Do you have anything in the auction that we can afford? Hmm. Yeah, oh. we we got some 1987 Dunross rookie cards. Tom, I'm just I'm just breaking them. Listen, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff in right. the auction you guys can afford. High end, middle of the road stuff, low end, we have it all. And that's the case for most exactly. House. I mean, that's the point. Point is, is that you know, uh, you guys, Heritage, all the, the high end auction houses, you have a a selection 
always of cards and memorabilia that kind of suit every budget. And that's that's the whole thing. Right, there were cards they're gonna sell for two, three hundred dollars. Right. That's why collectors, those who are listening or watching, should go to your website, really, to learn to see what the high the uh, vintage looks like, what they you know, what the bids are maybe on them, and then go down whether they can afford it or not. But that's how you learn the industry. That's that's the thing. Right, and most auction houses, I know we have it, we go with our software, you can sort by highest price. Right. Lowest, highest. I do that all the time. So you can go you can go bottom up, top down. Okay. There's a lot of different sorts. You know something, Joe? I the- do that. When I when I first thing I do is I wait a couple of days and then I'll go on an auction site and start at the lowest and see if there's you know, there's always little nuggets of gold out there that nobody has bid on. Nobody has bid on. So that's what I usually, I typically do, honestly. Tom, when you were hitting stash, I would think you would go top down. No, I, I start I, at the bottom. because, Like, here's a perfect geez, example. Right. Here's a perfect example. <laughs> on the RR auction, uh, auction a month and a half ago, two months ago, I went on the lowest, and nobody had bid on that 1885 scored, yes. scored card the uh, Washington, the uh, uh, Michigan Wolverines against the Philadelphia Quakers, 1885, two professional MLB teams. It was scored and signed by Harry Wright. Right? That's an amazing piece. I paid 700 bucks for it. Nobody bid on it. It went got past it, everybody. I bought it. It's in my safe. Harry Wright, baby, right? Yeah. What are you going to do? And that Wright signature is authenticated to All PSA. All PSA dedicated, slabbed everything. Very, very I'm nice. I'm wondering piece. why that went so cheap. Because nobody, it got past a lot of people were looking at that real high end stuff and just weren't paying attention. So I grabbed it. <clears throat> That's a great pickup, Tom. Thank you. All right. Thurman Except Munson. Nobody wants it. Is Thurman Munson deserve, is he, does he deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? I'm asking both of you guys. Yes. Joe? Top of the fence. I'm on top of the fence with him and a Yankee that came around later, Don Matty. Now, so with all due respect to someone like Mazeroski, if Ma- here's what happens when you start putting borderline players in or players that don't deserve to be in. Rico, does Mazeroski get in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't hit that home run? Yeah. You think he does? He was the best, the best second baseman in not only his career, but you can go back and forward. Defensively, you're saying? Yeah, defensively. And and there there should be guys in the Hall of Fame that are great defensive players. All right, stop. What is his lifetime batting average? Do you know? Do you guys know? 260-something. I would have to look it up. Yeah. All right. 260 It's probably 260. How many home runs did he hit? Not a lot. Not a whole lot. That ballpark was like a canyon for Philadelphia, the old ballpark. Right, now, without you uh, hitting me on top so of the Rico, head. So, I'm gonna, Rico, I'm going to come back at you on that. Go ahead. Here's the problem with Mazaros. You're right. But I believe a Hall of Famer needs two levels of performance. Performance over a career, which Mazeroski certainly has, Rico. 100% right. Fantastic second base. And some real high-end, like, peak level of performance, whether it's four years, six years, to add to that career level. And I just don't see that from Mazeroski. Totally agree. I, you know, very consistent, steady. Yeah. Uh, a classic example of a pitcher like that is Don Sutton. Don Sutton was never, wow, oh, my God, Sutton's taking the mound. Can't miss this game. But that guy just went out and won games for 20-something years, never won 20 games, and I guess he deserved – he won over 300 games, so he deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. But when I look at Mazeroski, I just don't see the numbers. Because at the end of the day – 
Baseball is a game of numbers. Beside integrity and were you good for the game, and those are important, but those are accents. But don't forget, the knockout punch. In those days, the middle infielders weren't home run hitters. They weren't home run hitters in, in those days. Louis Aparicio, how many home runs did he hit, for Pete's sakes? He was a great right, defensive player. Right, but Louis player. Aparicio was a very good offensive player. He, was, he got on base a lot. He stole bases. Right. Well, yeah, right, but listen, still I, didn't. I'm going to go say something. No, I'm going to say no, something. Go ahead. No, I, could Bill Ma- I just looked at his numbers. Yeah. Bill Mazeroski was a 260 lifetime hitter. Right. Bill Mazeroski hit 100 and how many home runs? Not many. I mean, he had 138 home runs. He was an elite second baseman. That's right. Rico Petroselli, Rico Petroselli had a 251 lifetime batting average, hit 240 home runs, and was an elite shortstop for many, many years. So? Point being is, no. he's in the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying you're deserving of the Hall of yeah, Fame. Right. What no, I'm right. saying is... You could you could you could be a bubble guy if you if you if you had a two six Rico. No, I'm I sorry. agree with Tom hundred percent. You had a two six. Rico, no, you no, no, you're your no. playing days, Rico. You had a much Rico, better an elite level stop. of performance. But his in his day, his day, this guy was great. He so had the, were you. He had the re- – now, we're not comparison. We're talking about Mazeroski. He hates this, by the way. No, I don't. This. I'm telling you that <clears throat> Mazeroski – very modest. I know. Not talking about me. We're talking about him. And I'm telling you that he was the best for his whole career and better than guys who came later – Way better defensively. It was, it was right, great. So, I, I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, all right. Can I ask you one more question? Certainly. Okay. Where, where am I going to go? When you played, how many years were you at shortstop? Eight. Eight years. For the eight years. Five at short. Uh, third. Okay. For the eight years that you played shortstop, if you take the MLB players that played, I, okay, you get you got Aparicio, definitely. Honestly, in your, in your opinion, how many shortstops during that eight – Eight-year career were better than you, as 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 a defensive shortstop. Uh, I, I, there were guys. I, I just can't remember. Belanger, uh, probably Buddy Harrelson. Harrelson was a great shortstop. Uh, the, the kid uh, defensively, he's not a Hall of Famer, but uh, he was with Washington and okay, uh, and and that's and, uh, a couple. Yeah, but there's other guys too. All right, so, so uh, but you know. But my next question is this: You look at you look at Belanger. Uh, you look at Bud Harrelson. Now look at how many home runs did those guys hit? What was their lifetime batting? Well, they not couldn't hit their way out of a paper bag. They're Thank not, you. They're not, but they're not Hall of Famers. You're just you're throwing out names no, now. But what I'm Mazeroski Mazeroski was the top guy. Nah, I mean, I, he was I don't think the he's second baseman. I don't. I don't. Now, know. How about the kid? And Tom, Budic- let's go back to Thurman Munson. Yes, Munson deserves you. being in Cooperstown. Much more than Bill Mazzoni. I agree with you. I think that's he does, my too. point. I think. Well, I, you're not I don't think bu- there's an argument there. Oh, I, okay. I think it's a whole different situation. Uh, Munson, MVP, <clears throat> 300 hitter, uh, decent catcher, good arm. Second best catcher in baseball <coughs> behind bench. Behind bench? Going his time. Uh, Going his time. I got to go with Fisk because I played with Fisk for a long time. Right, but Munson was a much better hitter than Fisk. Yes. That's uh, why I, I, uh, I yeah, choose Munson. Yeah, uh, but wait, not wait, home wait. run. Not home yeah, run, I mean, uh, from, from a power level, Fisk was I, a better I'd power I'd say hitter. Munson deserves to be in the, yeah, in the Hall of Fame, even though he didn't play. You know, of course, he passed away uh, tragically, mm. but he uh, that's just my feeling. I played against the guy, so I, I know I know how good he was. He was one of the top clutch hitters in the game throughout his career. Clutch. I want to ask both of you guys a question. Uh, Verlander, Scherzer, and Kershaw, are they locks for the Hall? Yeah. Kershaw, Kershaw, forget about the Hall. Kershaw throws another three or four good years. He could go down statistically, sabermetrics-wise, as the greatest pitcher in baseball history. Forget about the hole. That's a little. That's His a little numbers much. are that, off. That's the a little much. Yeah, Rico and I don't agree with you on what? that one. Tom, look at the numbers. His his lifetime ERA in a steroids era 
is 2.49. How many wins? That is over-the-top insane. All right. Yeah. No, I agree he's a Hall of Famer, but not the greatest of all time. uh, Rico. See, he averages 10-plus strikeouts per nine innings. The guy's a great pitcher. I'm not saying he's not, but I don't think he's the greatest of all time. First of all, you can't compare him, uh, players, from one era to the next. He's another guy. Oh, yeah, Babe Ruth <laughs> would have played true. now. He, you don't know. Now, you don't and we know. go, here, here's the one negative about Koshaw or any pitcher today. How much do you guys value the save stat closes? Do you put a lot of emphasis on that? Of course. Yeah. In fact, they're putting closes in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mariano, Lee Smith, Trevor Hoffman's going to – Get in there. Listen, but pre-1980, great pitchers didn't just get the win. They got their own save. So you're talking about guys that finished what they started versus a 6-7 inning pitcher. True. And to me, that throws a huge wrench curve into comparing pitches today. Well, so that's the point versus, that Rico's making. So so yeah. could Kershaw have thrown, uh, you know, two, 300 innings uh, consistently over a course of a like career? 250, 250 to 300 yeah. innings. Yeah, right. no, the, guy's a, the, no, the guy's a Hall Maybe of Famer. He's a great Maybe pitch. he would have broke down. What about Scherzer? Definite Hall of Fame. Yeah, him, him and Verlander. In today's era, you know, oh, this era now especially – uh, those guys uh, a little different now. They're older, but they they want they want to finish the game. They wouldn't want to come out. Well, period. again, if, if for our viewers and listeners, yesterday on the uh, Gax moment that we post every week, uh, I uh, had a nice chat with our good friend Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions, and we talk about these because, in my opinion. Those, are, you know, and everybody says we're vintage guys. I'm a vintage guy. I'm a vintage guy. But in my opinion, those are three good cards to invest in now short term because you can still get them under cheap. And those guys are locks for the Hall of Fame. Buy the cards. If you're going to flip them, you're wasting your money. However, if you're going to buy the cards, hold on to them long term. Throw them in it, make them part of your portfolio, and that's going to be a good investment. Yeah. Well, All right, what about uh, – I'm going to throw one out at both of you guys. I want to hear what Mr. Tavisul says. I do too, because uh, – Lefty Grove or stuff. Randy Johnson? Lefty Grove or Randy Johnson? Oh, God. That Tom, that's a tough one. I mean, Lefty Grove won nine ERA titles. That is one of the greatest pitching statistics in baseball history, because versus his peers, he was superior half of his career as far as the least runs being given up, being yielded. Randy Johnson peak value is a top five pitcher of all time. So, I I mean, Aaron Amaze, you know, Williams or DiMaggio, uh, it's it's such a hard call, Tom. All right. It really is. You can flip a coin, and whoever you choose, you didn't come up wrong. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to bring Brian Drent in in a few minutes. And Joe and Brian have been having a running argument about who's the better player. And I, I think you're going to both – we're both going to side with Joe on this one. But we'll find out when Brian comes on. Hang in there. We're going to be right back. Who's the player? Pristine Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalier and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate. 
Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. The original sports auction and appraisal house, Leland's was established in 1985 by legendary pioneer founder Joshua Leland Evans. And today, President Mike Hefner carries on the tradition. From the Tom Brady card and memorabilia collection, to the famed Boston Garden auction, to high-end card auctions from every major sport. Leland's has always maintained the highest standards. Go to Leland's.com and get your bid in. That's Leland's, the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades. It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts, capable of identifying and maximizing value for our consigners. It requires the most visited website in the industry, courting a global audience of collectors over a million and a half strong. It requires a dedicated press department that expands our global reach far beyond the entrenched hobby marketplace. It's hard work, but a simple premise. Present the finest collectibles to the largest population of potential buyers, and world records will come. We invite all listeners to put the unmatched power of Heritage Auctions to work for you. Auction evaluations are always free, and our commission-based fee structure ensures that our interests are always aligned. The highest possible price for your collectibles. There will always be new world records to chase, so let's chase them together. Visit our website at ha.com and request your no-obligation review today. Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions, here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE. Or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices. Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at PetroselliMKT.com or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. You know, that's uh, my son, folks, and uh, he wants to take care of his father, so we need some business here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> imprinted products keeps your brand in front of your customers more than any other form of advertising. That's a fact. Uh, for the best on-time service and new ideas for your next project, give Petroselli Marketing Group, Michael Petroselli, a call. At, it's a free call, 800-264-4294. Go to their website, 
at PetricelliMKT.com. Now, this for, uh, you know, uh, meetings and all kinds of stuff. you got your logo. You always see it advertised on TV now. But, uh, yeah. We, we've got jerseys that we're waiting for. Jer- Jeez, I'm sorry. I forgot to bring them. Just thought I'd bring that up. But I got something else uh, before we go back. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philadelphia Sports Collector Show. The Philly Show, it's called. From Friday, September 22nd to Sunday, September 24th. Held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, a B, 100 Station Avenue, Oaks, Oaks, Pennsylvania. Yep. That's nice. 19456. Why they put that in? Shop over 300 of your favorite hobby dealer booths on over 100,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family-friendly and all kids 12 and under get in for free. Autograph guests to include Pete the Hit King should be in the Hall of Fame rows. Baseball Hall of Famers, Jim Tomey, there's another guy that's great, great hitter. And Pedro Martinez, that speaks for himself. In 2023, inductee, inductee Scott Rowland, basketball legends Julius Dr. J. Irving, and Allen Iverson, and many more. For more information, go to thephillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started. All right, let's Good bring show. in, we have our other compadre on with us, Brian Drent from Mile Hi, Brian. High Auction. Brian, do you know How Mr. You, Tomasulo? Do you know Joseph Tomasulo? <laughs> I do know Joe Tomasulo. I know Brian Drent. My condolences. What's going on, Joe? <laughs> What's up, Brian? Hey, Brian, much, uh, you've got an auction much. starting on the 26th. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about it? Nope. You, you do have a Wagner what? card. But, uh, Tomorrow, tell us, Tom. Well, wait a minute. What's today? His auction opens tomorrow. Wednesday. Yeah, but Wednesday. hold on. Today's Wednesday, Joe, not Tuesday. Yes, that's correct. Thank you. That's correct. See, I, I do. I forget the Rico days. knows that. Yeah. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, we're opening on the 23rd, and uh, like you said, we said are fortunate enough to, to be able to offer another Tito 6 Honus Wagner in this auction. So it's always exciting to be able to offer that card. Uh, the card seems to uh, you know, have gone through another surge where uh, the pricing has taken a, a dramatic jump up, and uh, we'll, we'll see where this one lands. You know, Brian, uh, I was eyeing your uh, – uh, website and mm-hmm. you have a um royal rooters red Sox. royal rooters eh? royal rooters red Sox. a uh uh it's a actual sock red sock yeah. that yeah. says royal rooters on it and it's got the pin and it's billy carrigan's picture I am eyeing that bad boy because I I lost I, I bid on one at uh, another auction and I, mm-hmm. I, I cheaped out. I did cheap out, and I lost. I am gonna. I'm gonna make a concerted effort, Rico. If you can lend me a few bucks to win this one. Yeah, that's yeah. a great Real piece, Bruce. Brian. Sure, it is a great piece, and and the better thing than than it being a fantastic item is the possibility of getting in your pocket. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be wow. You sound like Thomas Sula. The moth's got to come out first. Oh. What? Why are you promoting a piece you want to win? I, you know why? Because I, that's the kind of a guy I am. <laughs> uh, that's the kind. You know. Just, okay. It's open that's game. It. It's open game. Either better, better man win. Plus, uh, Petroselli is going to finance me. Yes, what? I'll loan you a couple of bucks. But the the Wagner card and the Mantle Fifty Two rookie card, they're famous cards. In other words, I think the people. Especially when I say when yeah. I say younger people, not not the modern young kids, but when you say Wagner, I mean that's been out you know out front so much, and the Mickey Mantle, as opposed to the Babe Ruth, even the Babe Ruth card. Yes, a good point. Don't you think so? I mean, for, for the yeah. younger kids, especially. I mean, okay, Mantle. Uh, when you when you are in this hobby and in this business, it's always a focal point. It's the card that really buoys everything else. In fact, when I discuss, uh, you know, what I do uh, with with friends of mine that aren't in the business, they always say, well, you know that little card? Have you ever had one of those? 
and I say, oh, the Tito 600 Wagner, and they, then their next comment is, oh, yeah, whatever. And then I, you show them a picture, and they're like, yeah, that's the card. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's the card that's really become uh, – it hasn't become. It's been, and it continues to be. Um, it's um, it, it's the, uh, the one item in our business – I hate to use the word holy grail, but that's really what it is. Yeah. And – It really is, Brian. It is about it and it's even going past being a baseball card now it's it's a it's it's americana it's a uh it's an iconic collectible and it, it's like a piece of art now brian how many uh wagners over the years have you sold i've sold uh this will be uh the fifth one fifth one and Joe, you guys have sold six. a few too right What's, What's that? I said, Joe, you guys have sold a few too over the years. Abs- yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, about again five or six, give or take. Yeah, couple privately. So mm-hmm. when you're talk, you're okay. talking about that. You're talking about how many uh, Wagner 40 cards? Or 50. Oh, 40 or fifty. So they're different, different cards. Not the not cards. No, not all of them. Not kind of moved them. around. Okay, yeah. it's yeah. more like sixty. Okay, it's more. Okay, I, I would. Yeah, because I've sold one of them. You know, multiple times. Couple times. So. Yeah. Brian, what else do you have? Uh, that you, you know, what are some of the highlights? Yeah, some of the highlights. Uh, you know, it's an auction that really has a lot going for it. Um, um, you know, one of the highlights we've got a fifty-two Mantle and an SGC five point five, really beautiful card, beautifully centered. There's a rose rookie and a nine. There's a you know, uh, it's a card that may not have uh, a massive price tag on it, but it's incredibly scarce in, in the grade. A 59 tops football card of Johnny Unitas recently graded a nine. Very cool. uh, we've got an unbelievable selection of uh, high end unopened, kind of highlighted by uh, an unopened 48 leaf uh, baseball wax pack that's been graded by PSA a seven um, great non-sports selection. Um, one of the items that I'm really curious about, and I, I am excited to be able to offer, we've got a 1971, uh, Bobby Orr game used Jersey. That's been photo matched. Uh, it's, uh, got multiple team repairs. So that's going to be incredibly exciting. And, and then I'm, I'm going to throw out an item that people are going to kind of laugh at, uh, or maybe not laugh at, but kind of uh, pique their interest. Uh, we recently acquired, and it's an item that uh, uh, you know doesn't become available at all. We've got a 2014 Pokemon World Championship first place trophy, nice. and uh, the cards for being uh, in the first, second, or third place. Uh, of the world championship do become available and they say trainer on the, uh, on the card. And then they have first place, second place, third place. And those are incredibly valuable. But the one thing you never see is the uh, first place trophy. The only one that we've ever been able to find for sale was a 2000 uh, example that was sold in a, uh, another auction. Uh, so it should be really interesting to see what that kind of item sells. Right, we got about two minutes left. I'm going to throw this out because I know you and uh, Thomas Sewell have been going at it for decades about this. Not decades, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Otani versus Ruth. Ah, ah. Now, Jeez. it looks like Thomas Sewell takes the Ruth and you take the Otani. I mean, Brian, what are you thinking? You're going to compare you Ota- know, I, I'll tell you, and, and I don't know if Joe related this uh, or relayed this, but uh, – the, the conversation took a great turn at uh, Gibson Steakhouse. Uh, over yeah. cocktails. <laughs> Didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, On Thursday night during the national. After five martinis. It, it, was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it was friendly but heated. And, uh, um, you know, I never thought I'm a Ruth guy just like Joe. But. I don't know if we've ever seen anything like Otani, and we surely haven't during our lifetimes. No, but now I, Joe great deal statistical data that he's going to bring up, but I I don't think Babe Ruth played in the modern game per se, and he didn't play going past St. Louis. He didn't face multiple pitchers a night. He didn't throw you know have guys throwing one hundred and four painting the black. You know right. that. that and, and, 
Brian, absolutely. You, those are all valid points. However, however, there's a however it's a game. He's right. So here's the thing with Ruth. It's a game that's measured against your peers, your performance versus your peers. Ruth out home almost every team in both leagues for several years. And here's the big thing. So a lot of my friends hit me with the 101, 102, Jacob DeGrom, 93-mile-an-hour sliders, okay? And that's why his arm is actually in a cast right now. <laughs> but with that being said, Root swung a 42-ounce bat. Now, How many years has definitely proven ahead, yeah. that a lighter bat more creates more bat speed where you can hit a ball further. So let's say the average velo was upper 80s to 90. Maybe guys like Walter Johnson, some mid-90s guys. Mm. You dropped eight ounces with a bat. Spitters he and had I to hit. Promise That's a good point. That Babe Root is taking 100-mile-an-hour fastballs and putting them into the upper deck. So everything is relative Plus, you know, to the period Ruth, of time. How many years did the Ruth play? How many years? Well, that's good. 23? And that's the other thing. And Brian knows that. Come you on. Know, Otani has to do this for a decade. He'll, for never, sure. There's he'll, he'll hurt his arm. All right, listen, we, we are out of time. The ongoing argument will continue with Drent and no, Tom That's right. It's great. Great having you guys. Hey, with that being I'll said, you know, we fun. love you guys. You guys have been with us since day one, both of you. And it, you, it means so much to Rico, myself, and JM. You guys have been great supports. Brian's uh, auction uh, opens up the 23rd, which is really tomorrow because it's the 22nd today, right? Because of the Wednesday, Tuesday, all that crap. <laughs> and don't forget the Rarities auction at Memory Lane ends in uh, about 15 September days. 9th. September 9th. With that being said, guys, thank you so much. We it's love you guys. guys. Thank you. And to our viewers, bless, you know, guys. Yeah, and, to our viewers too, and listeners, guys. happy collecting. Take care.